Welcome to the Relate Podcast, where we get curious about the way we relate with ourselves, God, and others. I'm Casey Sunstead, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining us for this first episode of season four. We're calling it New Year, New You. Did you hear that? There is a question mark after you. New You? Because in this season, we're taking a look at why we have such a pull, or maybe it's a push, to declare ourselves new in the new year. And if there is indeed room for growth, we plan to take a look at how to invite real and lasting change in our habits and in our lives during this fourth season. Okay, I have worked with some amazing people on the Relate podcast, and friends, this season is no exception. I'm really excited to introduce some new voices on the podcast. Today, and all of season four, we're joined by Eric Connor. Eric is a clinical therapist who is passionate about helping people heal from addictive behaviors and the impact those behaviors have had on their relationships. Eric, welcome. Thanks, Casey. It's great to be here. I'm so glad you're joining us. And guys, we also have my friend Benny Square. Benny is currently a pastor, and he's also a student working to become a clinical therapist. So you guys, we have such smart people here today. Benny, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Casey. Excited to be here. We're really, really glad you're here with us. So we're going to have a lot of fun. I've never had this many dudes on the podcast before. Dudes. Mm. Well, we are dudes. Dudes. It's new. It's new. I'm the lone girl this time, which I like it. It's good stuff. Okay. So you guys know on the Relayed podcast, when we're joined by new guests, we ask them to tell us a little bit about themselves. What do we need to know to know about you and who we are? So we'll start with you, Eric. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Eric Connor, and I have a uh, practice out in Palatine, kind of near Willow Creek Church, and I've been, we've been out here. Uh, I have a wife and two children, nine and five. I love them to death. Uh, fantastic wife who is also in school to become a therapist. So Amazing. lots of people yeah. becoming therapists. And yeah, so we moved out about five years ago, and uh, this is actually a second career for me. I used to work in business and technology for a while, and then uh, just got involved in my own process, and through a lot of years became a student, and now I'm a therapist, and just love what I do. I love what you do, too. (laughs) And thanks for what you do. It's Mm. needed and helpful. Mm -hmm. Benny, tell us what we need to know about Benny so that we can know you a little bit. Man, well, I think what's really important is I am a kid who was born and raised on the south side of Chicago. I Mm. love the city, love the area, love the neighborhood that I I grew up in. I've been... uh, been here at Willow for about 12 years, so uh, in many different roles and many different capacities. And so I love the church. My heart beats for the church, which is uh, why I, I love being a pastor. I'm married uh, to my beautiful wife, Abby. We've been married for a little over four years. We have no kids, but enjoying nieces and nephews and getting to spoil them and give them back to their parents. So, I love that. Yeah. I, I can a- mm. imagine you're totally the cool uncle. Oh man, I try to be. I even have a shirt that says Funkle. My wife got me a shirt that says Funkle. <laughs> That's Fun not a uncle. word. Oh yeah, God. it's a play on two words. <laughs> Fun uncle. So I w- rock it with pride. Yeah, mm. in case they were at all confused. Yeah, if you didn't know my shirt reveals it. Just, yeah. just pay attention to the shirt. So yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Fant. I, it doesn't work as well as Funko, fant. right? <laughs> no, like I want a Fant shirt, but yeah, I no, don't, I don't know. Funko's way better. Funko is a little 
weird, but <laughs> I'll, I'll own it and take it. Funkle. It's more fun to say than fant. Fant. Funkle. Yeah. Funkle's here. Funkle. Cool. Well, again, I'm just thrilled that you guys are here, and I think this is going to be really fun and a really good season for all of us to be able to consider. Because, you guys, as we know, it's 2020. Mm-hmm. In my mind, that, that sounds like it's so futuristic, 2020, but it's today. 2020. Happy New Year. So we're talking about New Year, New You, question mark. And the question mark is so important because this time of year, we're bombarded with messages about how we should change and what we should purchase that will help us make that change. This time of year, I get super annoyed by the commercials and the sales. Mm. It's turned me off to New Year's resolutions. But at the same time, I also love the idea of a clean slate, of entering into a new season with clarity of what I want or how I can grow. So I've kind of become one of those people that has a love-hate relationship with January 1st. What about you guys? How do you feel when when the calendar flips over? How do you feel about resolutions? Well, I guess I'll start here. I'm not a huge fan of resolutions or, um, well, let let me preface that. I... I think that we do, we like to grow. I, I kind of think that's built into us. I think growth and kind of an ever-expanding life is kind of part of how we're wired up. So I think that is good. Mm-hmm. But I, at least for me, I I don't feel like goals work that well for me. Mm. And so, you know, I've gone through a lot of years of setting these goals January 1st, and I'm the classic guy that you, you know, see in the commercial, sets all these goals, and then March 1st, I, nothing, none of them's happening. So for me, I've been really trying to focus, and I think this works for some other people too. I've been trying to focus on the processes and the rituals in my life as opposed to the actual outcomes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, simple examples is if I want to try to be in better shape, don't focus on, you know, how much weight I'm going to lose or what I'm going to do, but let's just try to pick two days where I'm going to get exercise. So I've been trying to build these kind of day-by-day rituals into my life, and as I do that, I'm finding that those kind of create change. And then if I can kind of build those into something that I can stick with, then I see outcomes from that. But for me, I, I don't know. I mean, goals are great. They sound great, but I just have had a hard time personally following through on those. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Benny? Yeah, I think for me, I I hate it. Resolutions. Mm. I think up until two years ago, I hated them. One, just because resolutions for me, I typically stopped by february i i broke my resolution so true right i mean we Uh, all have those stories yeah there was that shame of like i can't even do this for two months like i i just hated it and then a a friend of mine uh mentioned to me this idea of remembering and looking back before Mm -hmm. actually looking forward and so the last two years i can say I've enjoyed it. I've, I've sort of changed the name from resolution and said goals. I like what you said, Eric, but like called it goals. And I would look back to say what actually happened last year and then begin to look forward. So it's a work in progress. I've still failed at them. And I like your rituals and, mm. and, and like small things. Yeah. Um, but I think before two years, I hate it. I, I would just completely like you, Casey, just turn off. If like, I don't, mm, I don't want it. Right. Yeah. 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 And 
all the new people in the gym who like have great goals, but yeah. then in March, yeah. where are they? Yeah. But, yeah, they've actually done studies. They like they count how many people go to gyms. Yeah, for, and then January, and then they measure in February, and March, and every year there's just a significant drop off. Yeah. So I mean, it's well, some it, of that's too mm, what we ate over the yeah. holidays, right? Uh-huh. Like, I have two months of work to do. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Okay, cool. So it sounds like we all kind of have moved away from like sweeping general resolutions, but we're open to making some changes. Mm -hmm. But Eric, this time of year, like we're talking about, what do you think it is about people or perhaps about our culture that makes us want to make sweeping changes as the calendar flips over? What is that? Why do we do that to ourselves? You know, I think I I think a lot of it's just is, you know, case like we were talking about earlier is just this culture. This is the message of the culture. I mean it truly does bombard us is that everything we see is that there is something else to be um, achieving for or to get or to compare yourself to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nonstop. I mean, yeah. it's truly nonstop and whether and on the internet or you know, billboards or whatever. So I think it just, it wears us down. And even like the social media and Facebook, I mean, there's just so much comparison and fear of missing out. And I, I think it's really hard for people. I think a lot of times people are like, you know, I really like my life and, I'm okay. And then they go out and they see all these vacations people take or this or that. And then it's just so easy to be like, man, maybe I'm like not where I need to be. But maybe you're great where you're at. But the whole culture is telling you, no, you could be better. Absolutely. And even as you were saying those things, Eric, Mm -hmm. I I realized like, oh, I just feel tired. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're telling me all the things you need to change or who you need to be more like or that just makes me kind of give up before I start. Yeah. There's so much around. The first step is just accepting yourself for who you are in the, whatever season you're in, you know. And so for some people in January, it's the holidays are probably kind of rough. And they, maybe that's not the best time maybe to start all these new objectives or goals or whatever it is. And if you need to rest, that's okay. So there's a lot around acceptance. And, you know, even this sense of goals and trying to achieve, like, get after new things, there's a lot underneath that. Why are we doing that? Yeah. Is that coming from a healthy place? Is it coming from a place of I'm not enough? Is it coming from a place of shame? Is there kind of something wrapped up into that? I mean, these things, they actually touch into a lot of kind of deep areas. And so, you know, so I think it's, you know, I, the growth and all these are great, but we hopefully we can do it from a place of love and acceptance for ourselves and um, and take it from there as opposed to like, I got to get to a place before I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. as you're saying that, I was even thinking about, We talk a lot on the Relate podcast about the word curious. Mm -hmm. I love just thinking about like getting curious about whatever the topic is. And in this case, while you were talking, I was thinking, let's get curious about the messages that we're receiving this time of year and what's behind them. Mm -hmm. And so all the new sales for gym memberships Mm -hmm. or whether it's um, some counseling that will help you to change your eating habits or those people are all making money yeah, if I uh, sign up. Yeah, they don't right. actually care about me. Mm-hmm. And so even if we just enter into this season with a curiosity of why are we invited to make these changes? Well, mm-hmm. some of those are because people are trying to sell me something mm-hmm. after I just spent a lot of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And, you know, people, it, there's different approaches to life. This is the thing, too. I mean, I think as a faith community... We're going to have a conception of God in our life, and we're going to have a conception of what it means to kind of walk with God, and that will be different from what you're going to see from a lot of other people that will maybe give the message of, like, whatever you want, you got to get after it. And I think there's something about being 
kind of a, a you know person of faith that hopefully we've made some decision to kind of surrender parts of our life and we're trying to do things in partnership with God and so there's something different about that as opposed to like well I just want that and no matter what comes I'm gonna go after it yeah. and because a lot of people they, they they end up in a lot of misery because it just it isn't what is gonna be their thing at this time so that's the thing too there's different approaches to life and we see all this stuff and sometimes how we're gonna approach our life will be very different from the guy you're going to see in the magazine or the guy that's on TV <laughs> or the, the guru that's in front of 10,000 people. And that's okay too. We all have to make some decisions about these things and then be okay with like, this is how I believe is the best way I live my life. Yeah. 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 You bring up a great point. If we are people who profess to have faith, mm-hmm. how does that impact our new year resolution or the way we approach the new year? Mm-hmm. How does it for you guys? Yeah, I think for me, so Here's growing up uh, in a lot of the African-American church tradition that I grew up in, the new year was almost this time of resetting, restarting. And so like a lot of churches, uh, especially in the neighborhood I grew up in, would we would start with the fast. We would start with fasting and praying, whether it was 21 days, whether it was 30 days. Like there were there was always this sense of we want to slow down. Mm-hmm. We want to um, sort of lean in this year of what exactly is God saying? What is he leading us to? What is he, what are the actual goals? Because we are in a culture that says, this is what you should go after. This is the best thing. Mm. This is the next greatest thing. And I think in that culture, it was a sense of like, let's actually slow down. Let's actually lean into the one who knows it all. Mm. And let's actually see what is he leading and encouraging us and inviting us to do this year. And so as a person of faith, for me, it's more than just uh, like, let's go after this. Let's get in shape just to get in shape. Let's mm-hmm. let's go after this thing or become a great speaker just to become a great speaker. But it's actually this idea of, God, what are you actually inviting me to? And the only way that I'll be able to actually hear and figure out what that invitation is, is to slow down. Mm-hmm. And so as a per- person of faith, it's it's about this idea of slowing down for me. And mm-hmm. this is sort of the tradition I grew up in. That is mm-hmm. such a gift. Yeah. And, um, and I can even feel my spirit, like, as you say, slow down. I was like, yes, please. Yeah. You know, the holidays and um, such good stuff. And I, I look forward to Christmas so much. Mm-hmm. But also, even for this extrovert, lots of people lots of parties and each of those parties needs a dish to pass and a gift to you know it's a lot and Mm. so I'm not looking for a new goal in this exact moment Mm -hmm. when you said slow down I was like oh yes please yeah you know now Benny you talked about fasting um what is that yeah were you like not eating for 21 days that does not sound Yeah, so, I mean, scripture, we see uh, many different forms of fasting, but typically fasting, uh, when used in a sort of evangelical context, it's typically of... of not eating, using food as turning away from food and turning towards something, turning towards God. So it's not not eating the whole day, but it could be a meal. So I won't eat breakfast and during that time that I would normally eat breakfast, yeah. 
uh, I will spend time reading scripture, you know, opening my Bible or spend time worshiping through music or going on a walk and enjoying nature, connecting with God through creation. It is that idea of turning away from something for a season mm. and turning towards something. And usually that something is God. And you brought that up from your um, your background. Yeah. Were you doing that as a kid? Even as a kid, this is the beautiful thing is, is those traditions, those uh, those things that you learn from your parents or learn from your environment. And so the entire church did this and my mom would encourage me to do it as well. Now my mom uh, would, would fast the whole day sometimes from, from food. And, but she would encourage me, Hey, just take a meal. Like just instead of eating lunch, maybe you might go actually open your scripture, open the Bible and yeah. read scripture. Mm-hmm. And so even as a little kid, this is what we grew up That's learning really and cool. experiencing. So it was beautiful. It was rich and something that I hope to actually um, encourage my kids to do as well. Mm-hmm. That's so, awesome. Yeah. It's like an age appropriate way to apply it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's something there too, Benny. You're touching on a great point that I think is great too. Is sometimes the goal could be what do I let go of? Yeah, and so and you know what you're saying, Casey, is maybe the goal, maybe that goal is I gotta let go of my frenetic pace. Mm. Yeah. And it's funny because sometimes I challenge clients. The hardest thing for you to do would be to just sit there on a Saturday or Sunday and not do anything productive. Mm-hmm. And there's something really powerful of just being still. Yeah, and doing that. I think sometimes too, there's. You know, I working with a lot of clients with addictions. We have a big recovery focus and about, you know, and there's a big thing there about just a, a very authentic turning your life over to the will of God. Yeah. And really each day in the morning just trying to ask for direction. So that's kind of what you're just saying, trying to be in sync with the flow of your life or how it seems like God's moving in your life. But I'll say this too because I know this is, there's probably a lot of people listening and they're going to be in this spot. Sometimes we have something that is... A lot of times with, with goals, we talk about what's the one thing that's going to have the maximum impact. So sometimes we have these like 10 goals, but what's the one thing? And there's probably a lot of people listening because we're in such an addicted culture. And that one thing is there's like an unhealthy attachment to something. Mm-hmm. It could be food. It could be sex. It could be alcohol. It could be work, something. And and we try to set all these goals to make up for the fact that one thing is creating damage in our life. So if we have an unhealthy relationship, say with food, or maybe there's a little bit of a food addiction, and again, no shame, it's okay, we're an addicted culture, but we might try to set all these goals around the gym and all that, but the one thing is, what's that relationship about right now? And if you can kind of get to the bottom of what's happening with that, then everything else will start to fall in place, you know? So sometimes we have to remove, we got to take something out that's blocking us from naturally starting to grow. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to any kind of recovering addict, recovering alcoholic, they'll say, you know, I thought alcohol was only affecting me in those nights where I would just kind of go crazy. But they say it was hitting everything. It was hitting my, my health, my sleep, my patience, my work ethic, my ability to be present with my kids. And so the, that, that one thing for the addict is I had to get sober. Yeah. And then everything else started to get better. So, but it's hard because we don't want to give that thing up. And I'd rather th- find eight other things that I can do that's fun because that thing's going to be tough and I'm going to need help. And yeah. so a lot of the thing here too is don't be alone in this stuff. Mm-hmm. I think goals and, and resolutions, whatever we're going to call them, done in groups 
the research shows so much more effective mm. as opposed to just trying to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. So th- I just thought about that when you were talking about that, Benny. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. Eric, you said something really interesting to me. You said we all can be addicted to things or that you, you see a lot of clients who are addicted. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us, at least for myself, go like, well, that's not me. Like, I'm not, I'm not addicted to alcohol. I'm not um, a drug user. So mm-hmm. Good thing that you're there for those clients, you know. Mm-hmm. But then you said we have an addictive culture. Oh, I, I per- so, personal opinion here, we're all addicted to something. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't know what it is, you just haven't looked hard enough yeah. in your life. But we, I call it an attachment, if you want. But we all have usually uh, have attachments that we rely on to give us a sense of value, to give us like, I'm doing stuff. But it can be subtle. So, you know, now, obviously, when we get into drugs and alcohol, there's a lot more brain change with that. It affects our nervous system. Those are the more significant addictions. But sometimes we have unhealthy attachments to churches. I mean, you know, we do things so true. In, yeah. in very religious ways to stay okay with God. Mm-hmm. And so I think that part of the spiritual journey is just continuing to let go and know that no matter what, you're loved. Yeah. And it's not has nothing to do with how you're acting today. But it's almost like God's got to show you that over and over, and then when we and that all leads to progressive freedom. So, yeah. yeah so I think I think you know personal opinion, but I am a therapist, so you know, <laughs> take this with a grain of salt. I think we're all attached to some things that it probably we could lean on a little bit, and it's okay. Yeah, that's just kind of how we are. You know, we hopefully the goal is we attach more to people and we attach more to God, and then we do with you know substances and behaviors. But that's part of the journey of being human. Yeah. yeah. And a good starting point from what I heard you say is to just like acknowledge there's something here, Mm -hmm. like getting even curious about that, like whether it is food or busyness Busyness. or Netflix, like maybe some of that like soothing when we're too busy, we we end up like just kind of feeding our busyness with just some super chill time that that's probably not exactly what we need either. Um, but I heard you say like to just accept that we are loved the way we are. Totally. Shame begets shame. Shame's a terrible long-term motivator. Shame might get you started, but it will not keep you going. So yes. So, so I didn't mean to interrupt, but yes, absolutely. It has to start with love and welcome to the human race. We're all struggling. You know what I mean? We're all fighting our own little battles and great because that keeps us, you know, focused on, Hopefully that I need help from God and they help from other people. I'm never going to have this thing figured out, but it's fun and it's enjoyable and it feels purposeful to kind of keep on this journey of getting better with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I so agree with you that we all, we all have something. And I remember, uh, was reading a book and Patrick Carnes, who's a a leading researcher on addiction. addiction, yeah. Yeah. And he was saying, hey, we all are addicted to something and it's it's what we use to cope with the stressors of life. Totally. Like, and so we all go to something. We all move towards something when life gets hard, when pressure comes on, we all move to something. And so acknowledging that, hey, we are in an addictive culture. So slowing down, what is that thing? Yeah. And, and being honest about it. And then also remembering that. You're loved. You're mm-hmm. loved. You 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 are part of all of us that are all going through something. Mm-hmm. You are loved. Mm-hmm. So. That's really helpful too to think of it like the stress of life. We're all gonna fill fill that with some sort of response. Yes. Yeah. And that I think helps with what you were saying, Eric, like to avoid shame. And by shame we're talking about calling ourselves bad. Like I am bad no, right. because I went to this thing instead of being able to, to handle it. Yeah. 
But Benny, what I hear you saying is we all can't handle it. We all can't. So we're going to fill it with something. And if we can start to get curious about what is the way that I respond when I'm stressed? What is the way I respond when I'm in pain? Um, that could be a good place for us to just, I mean, we're not even asking you change it, change it, change it, right? Because that's what I'm scared of this time of year. Change it quick. But to just identify it and yeah. get curious about it. Right. And if we identify it, that doesn't mean we got to tackle it right now. That's mm-hmm. part of it too. It's okay. Really? Yeah. If it's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm using food because it's making me feel good and I want to feel good and I'm not ready to give it up yet. Okay, that's all right. Hey, huge that you can at least begin to talk about it. And doesn't it feel good to not be in your secrecy because secrecy just increases our shame. So at least talk about it. And that's okay. You don't have to fix it right now. And when you want to tackle it, we'll be, you know, we'll be here with you. Yeah. And as you were saying before, finding those people who maybe just tell those people what, what it is that you do when you're stressed or what it is that you do when you're in pain to just share what you found in your curiosity. I love that we're taking a step back from just following suit and jumping in and making broad and sweeping resolutions. I appreciate you guys getting curious about why we do this and how to do it well if we really want to do some change. So thank you, Eric and Benny, for joining us as we look at how we relate to ourselves and this new year. Thanks, guys. Mm, Thanks, Casey. Well, as you know, here on the Relate Podcast, we like to leave you with some additional reflection questions that'll help you consider the conversation we've had. We believe you'll gain insight if you ponder these on your own. But just like Eric said, we know that everything is better in relationship. So we encourage you to grab a friend and a cup of coffee to talk over what you're learning. I'm going to read each question, followed by a brief time to reflect. Question one, what about you? Have you typically been a New Year's resolution type person? Why or why not? Question two. When you consider that you are enough just as you are today, how does that make you feel? Is that easy or is it hard for you to believe? And question three, following the holidays today, what is it that your body really needs right now? Your soul, your relationship with God. What is one way you can meet that need this week? We hope you join us for the next episode where we begin to take a look at change and why we might be considering change in our lives. Make sure you're subscribed to the Relate Podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're enjoying listening to the Relate Podcast, I would love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and on Facebook by searching the Relate Podcast. We post questions and quotes there often and would love to hear from you and have you join in on the conversation. Or if you have a story or you just want to say hi, you can email me at relate at willowcreek.org and I'll get back to you personally. We love to hear from our listeners. 